Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Exodus. Last time we read Exodus chapter 15. Now at the end of chapter 15, the Lord provided the children of Israel with water. And then they came to, the children of Israel came to Elam where there were 12 springs of water and 70 date palms. And they camped there beside the waters. Now, this was after they celebrated the Lord delivering them and bringing them through the Red Sea. So, uh, as I said, we are ready to read chapter 16. And I am reading in the Amplified Bible. They set out from Elam, and all the congregation of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin. Now, this is spelled S-I-N, um, like sin, but it's pronounced sin, S-E-E-N, is how you would pronounce it, okay? And it has nothing to do with sin, it just happens to be a location. So it's the wilderness of sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month after they left the land of Egypt, So this is on the 15th day of the second month after they left the land of Egypt. The whole congregation of the Israelites grew discontented and murmured and rebelled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the Israelites said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pots of meat and ate bread until we were full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this entire assembly with hunger. Last time, they complained because they needed water. And okay, to be fair, they did need water. But here, they're starting that pattern of complaining, that pattern of being discontent and murmuring, murmuring and rebelling. They're They're starting that pattern. Now, this is a pattern that we as humans have, and it's something we have to really watch out for personally for each of us as individuals that we do not get into this pattern of always complaining and always seeing our lack or what we don't have or what we think we want or comparing you know, our situation now to what it was. I mean, we have to remember that we're We're journeying through this life. We're heading to something better. We're always moving towards something better because we're always moving toward being with God and the Lord in heaven. And I say in heaven now, just for a definition, if you look in Revelation, you can see what God's throne room is like in heaven, and you can see how things are going to be made new and how there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. So when I say that, I'm really thinking of heaven in the way we think of it as heaven is after we've passed from this life, we pass into the next life with God and the Lord. To me, it's not extremely well-defined. So I don't mean anything super specific by that, except that we will be with God and the Lord. Now, there is some description in some things in Revelation that, that tells you a little bit about it, But I don't know all the particulars of what is going to be in store for us in that life. So I don't want to pretend that I do. 
And I tend to use that same general term that we've used all our lives, saying we will go to heaven. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will cause bread to rain from heaven for you. The people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day so that I may test them to determine whether or not they will walk obediently in my instruction. Uh, In parentheses, it says law. So, of course, the Lord wants to train them and teach them to follow his instruction and follow his law. And it shall be that on the sixth day they shall prepare to bring in twice as much as they gather daily, so that they will not need to gather on the seventh day. So Moses and Aaron said to all Israel, At evening you shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, for he hears your murmurings against the Lord. What are we that you murmur and rebel against us? Now here, Moses and Aaron are making a point. They can murmur and rebel against them all day long, but they're not the ones that matter. God, the Lord, God is the one that matters. That's who they're really complaining and rebelling against. Again, something we need to be aware of when we're in a constant state of negativity and grumbling and complaining, and uh, we don't want to be that way. That's not the attitude we want to have. Moses said, This will happen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening, and in the morning enough bread to be fully satisfied, because the Lord has heard your murmurings against him. For what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to all the congregation of Israel, Approach the Lord, because he has heard your murmurings. So it happened that as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory and brilliance of the Lord appeared in the cloud. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the Israelites. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. So in the evening the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a blanket of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew evaporated on the surface of the wilderness, there was a fine flake-like thing, as fine as frost, on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather as much of it as he needs. Take an almer for each person, according to the number of people each of you has in his tent. Now, an omer was about a quarter to, let me look, it says here a little over two quarts, so just so you know. So you're taking a a good amount of bread for bread. That's a lot of bread for a day. Two quarts of bread, that would allow me to eat quite a bit of bread, I would think. So The Israelites did so, and some gathered much of it, and some only a little. When they measured it with an omer, 
he who had gathered a large amount had no excess, and he who had gathered little had no lack. Every man gathered according to his need or family size. Moses said, Let none of it be left overnight until the next morning. But they did not listen to Moses, and some left a supply of it until morning, and it bred worms and became foul and rotten. And Moses was angry with them. So they gathered it every morning, each as much as he needed, because when the sun was hot, it melted. So this is the manna from heaven. It sounds like some of them did get, you know, thinking, oh, well, I'll have a little extra. I'll save a little extra. And that didn't work out. That's not the way God intended it. So that's not the way it worked. And the idea was to teach them to rely on, if you'll notice, to rely on God each day. Every day, this was something they did that showed them that God was taking care of them. He was there, that he could be relied upon. If you, if you can see this for what it is, it is definitely a teaching moment that you can rely on God every day, that he's supplying their need, supplying them with what they need every day. And that's quails in the evening for meat, and then, you know, this bread in the morning so that they have both. And it's not just one thing all the time, but they have both. Now, on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for each person. And all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake and boil what you will bake and boil today, and all that remains left over put aside for yourselves to keep until morning. They put it aside until morning, as Moses told them, and it did not become foul, nor was it wormy. Then Moses said, Eat that today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none in the field. Again, a teaching and training exercise. This is to teach them how the Lord wants them to do things. Now, on the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather, but they found none. Then the Lord said to Moses, How long do you people refuse to keep my commandments and my instructions, laws? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath, therefore he gives you the bread for two days on the sixth day. Let every man stay in his place. No man is to leave his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. The house of Israel called the bread manna. It was like coriander seed, white, and it tasted like flat pastry wafers made with honey. Now that doesn't sound bad to me. I, I like bread and a little bready with a little breadiness, like you know, pastry with with uh, honey. That would that would sound okay. Then Moses said, "This is the word which the Lord commands: Let an omer of it be kept throughout your generations." that they may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. So Moses said to Aaron, Take a pot and put an omer of manna in it, 
and place it before the Lord to be kept throughout your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron placed it in the presence of the testimony to be kept. So here is where they're commanded to gather it. They gather the manna and they keep it. And then later it is put in the Ark of the Covenant along with the the, the Ten Commandments and I think Aaron's uh, rod. Um, this is where they gather it and they start to keep it. The Israelites ate manna 40 years until they reached an inhabited land. They ate the manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. Now an omer is the tenth of an ephah, which I think an ephah is close to a bushel and, an, like I said, an omer's like a little over two quarts. That would be more meaningful to them back then than those measurements are to us, but that's okay. That is the end, though, of Exodus chapter 16. And, and you'll notice this, this starts a pattern where they complain, where they, they don't uh, follow the Lord, they don't uh, follow God's instructions. Um, they try to do things outside of what he's telling them to do. And you'll notice that God is teaching them to rely on him, to trust him and rely on him. That's the idea here. And, but they've already started that habit of complaining and coming to Moses and Aaron like that. I mean, see, the, the way this talks about them, it's, it's the bad attitude. Now, it's not that they don't come to Moses and Aaron and say, yeah, you know, we, I think we need food. We need something to sustain us. But it's their attitude that's wrong. It's not that they recognize, hey, we have an issue. We have a problem. Can the Lord help us with that? Or will the Lord help us with that? You know, they're not coming out like that. They come in, they're coming against them like, oh, it's so terrible. Why didn't you just leave us to die or let us die or leave us in Egypt? We had so much goodness there. We, and we tend to be that way. We tend to be complainers. We tend to be always looking at the negative aspects of our situation. But we need to always remember who's with us. God is with us. The Lord is with us. Remember that He will supply our need. He plainly says so. You know, we don't, we don't need to worry and stress about these things. You know, Jesus told us not to worry about these things that the Lord would take care of us. God would take care of us. But we're going to see more and more of this. This is not going to be an unusual thing. And we're going to talk about this more, I think, as we go. And hopefully we can get more out of this over time because this is going to be a reoccurring theme. So you're going to hear me say this perhaps over and over. But hopefully as we go, we can maybe learn some other nuances or uh, think, of, think about it in uh, some other good ways to help remind us how how we do these things, too, and how we shouldn't do these things. We should keep our attitude and our, our thought process in the right way. It's good to recognize a problem, and it's good to go to God in prayer and to ask for his help. That's great. But when you just come out complaining and super negative and you're just dragging you and everybody else down with you, this is not a good thing. And it, it's not good when you're... When you're moving forward in life and you're changing and, and bettering things and 
as we've said before, when you're making a big change, there's going to be some upheaval. There's going to be some rough times, some hard times. It's not all going to be easy and overnight and snap your fingers and it's done. We've got to make sure that we keep that attitude and remind ourselves, why are we doing this? You know, they're forgetting, you know, how enslaved they were and how hard it was on them. But they're looking at their situation right now and seeing what they're missing instead of seeing how much better off they are away from Egypt. So that is Exodus chapter 16. want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.